Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, welcome in. Now, wait a minute, John. You just piped down. (laughs) Right. You've been gone for a week. I mean, let me at least roll out the red carpet and welcome you back, friends, neighbors, listeners. John Hall, he's back in the program. Very nice. Yeah, I thought I'd stop by and have a little cup of coffee, see what's going on here at the station for a while. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. What the heck? Yeah, yeah sure. it's been a while. I, I don't know. If, can I still do this? I don't know if I can. Well, you know, we'll guide you through as best we can, John, but I have a feeling you're going to be able to like jump back in the saddle. I hope so. Is it like riding a bike, right? It Sitting is like a microphone. I believe it is like riding a bike. So mm-hmm. you've been gone for over a week, John, and you've been uh, touring a beautiful part of the U.S. based on the pictures I got. Yeah, I uh, I spent a week. My, my wife's family is from Aberdeen, South Dakota. She's a South Dakota girl. And uh, we went and saw her sister and our dearly uh, beloved brother-in-law, Dan, uh, Dan and Susan. And then from Aberdeen, South Dakota, we uh, borrowed one of their cars, which is <laughs> a great relative leap of faith. Hey, can I borrow your car? Yeah. And uh, they acquiesced. So then we drove to Yellowstone and spent many a day driving around uh, Yellowstone National Park, which was, as you might imagine, absolutely fabulous i mean it was mm-hmm. like the excursion the escape the post covid you get your two doses of the vaccine i am out of here road trip and uh highly 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 recommended i thought about it uh, for a long time and finally did it and uh boy what a trip wow well we're very happy you're back we're going to look forward to hearing more about your travels yes. as the show unfolds today um mm-hmm. as we look forward uh, we're going to be talking about um, women having more leadership roles in the southern baptist convention that's a question that people are asking themselves in the five o'clock hour also coming up in this hour um christianity cross-examined we often don't like to have people outside the church tell us what they think of us well maybe it might do us some good i don't know we'll find out that's ken samples he'll be up at 4 40 plus we're going to talk about what covid reunions are like i mean when people you haven't seen in a while you know come into your house or you go into their house and you're like oh my gosh it's been this long since i've seen you i mean it's just absolutely crazy anyway those are just some of the things you can expect on today's ride home okay before we do anything though john i think it's time for Yes, as we always do, Kathy, to give us the news stories, the top news stories of the day, please. The top four at four. All righty. For Tuesday, May 25th, 2021. Number one, fallout continues after the military-induced forced landing of a passenger airline in Belarus on Sunday. Today, Belarusian skies were cleared of nearly all air traffic. Its businesses braced for a European Union sanction and both pro and anti-government residents readied to be more cut off from the West after their leaders forced the plane to land in order to arrest an opposition journalist. The Washington Post reports that President Alexander Lukashenko, facing a furious wave of retaliation from the EU, appeared more defiant than ever today. Get this arresting more journalists and signaling he had no plans to be cowed by the measures adopted by EU leaders. Inside Belarus, Lukashenko's actions also sent a harsh message about his hold on power. Less than a year after mass protests to contest the strongman's rule, it is now harder than ever to escape his crackdowns or leave the country. Number two. 
Today marks one year since former police officer Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd on a Minneapolis street. Videos of the killing, of course, inspired millions of Americans to join mass demonstrations. In Minneapolis today, the intersection of 38th and Chicago, where George Floyd spent his final moments, has been transformed from a bustling neighborhood corner to a solemn square of reflection. Derek Chauvin convicted, of course, on all three counts with which he was charged in Floyd's death. He's currently being held at Oak Park Heights Maximum Security Prison while awaiting sentencing on June 25th. Number three, the State Department issued a travel advisory warning against travel to Japan, where COVID-19 infection rates are rising about two months before Tokyo hosts the Summer Olympic Games. The country has had over 36,000 cases and 779 deaths in the last week, nearly 716,000 cases overall, according to an NBC News tally. Japan, where over 12,000 people have died overall, is still under a state of emergency as it prepares to welcome, get ready, 11,000 athletes from 200 nations and territories. Boy, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? going to happen. I don't know. Number four, Starkist says it plans to close its corporate headquarters on Pittsburgh's North Shore next year. Known for its packaged tuna, Starkist will be moving to Virginia in the Washington, D.C. metro area. The Pittsburgh headquarters will close at the end of March 2022. According to the Trib, the company will maintain a presence in the region, the statement said, but it didn't detail what the presence would be. Starkist was acquired by the former H.J. Heinz company back in 1963, and in the decades since, Starkist has had a presence in Pittsburgh. It has employed between 35 and 100 people locally since. The company didn't say how many jobs will remain in Pittsburgh. Tuna sales have slumped in recent years, a phenomenon blamed on millennials who may not own a can opener. Right. <clears throat> and that is your top four at four. Really? Is that the real reason? I, I, it said that's actually what it said in the paper. So you're saying the invention of the uh, peel back pouch of tuna is in response to millennials not owning That's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's yep. Really tuna sad. sales had slumped so much. They did their um, research, found out that millennials don't have can openers. Really? And it's so hard to find those things, isn't it? Like, you just <laughs> yeah. don't know where to find yourself a can opener. Right. Remember, anyway. uh, remember, there was a time, like, on everybody's kitchen counter, the electric can opener. That was dumb. It was avocado. That was dumb. The electric can opener. That, yeah. ele- that was way more trouble than it was yeah. just using the hand thing. Well, you know, it was a step up because it was technologically, there it is. Hey. Except it was still a pain in the neck. But it made that noise, you know, very distinctive noise. Do you uh, do you still eat tuna? I love tuna. I eat it all the time. Do you buy it in the pouch or the can? I buy it in the can. Oh, but I would like to. The pouch is a little more expensive. The thing I like on sale. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. You know, I like to buy my tuna salad out at different delis. Right, Mm -hmm. and you know, I do not really agree with that. Which is don't a, let anybody don't else agree with it. Tuna. Like it's a moral failing. Don't make it, let somebody else make a tuna salad. You never know what's in there. Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, That's... my gosh. Hey, one bonus top four at four Oh, today. yeah, please. Yeah, number five. Uh, I just want to say this out loud, even though it pains me. Um, I'm going to be quick about it. You ready? Mm. Last night, the Pens lost 50-some seconds into overtime, and I misplayed puck by Pens goalie Tristan Jari, and I don't want to talk about it. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. That is. uh, That's not a top news story. That's kind of like the bottom of the barrel, isn't it? All right. Let's take a quick break. Come back. Tony Turner is with us today. Nothing missing, nothing broken, and the kingdom perspective. That's next here. It's the Ride Home with Johnny Kathy, post-Yellowstone. 
O-R-D. The Word of God. It's bold. It's direct. It cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi, friend. This is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. That God is God necessarily implies that Everything that takes place is directed by his all-powerful hand. Look at the alternative, that many things happen outside of the control of God. God is helpless to stop things from happening. The pandemic afflicting our world is outside of God's control. What does that say of our God but that he is not God at all? Or he is weak and powerless to control what he created. This would leave us without comfort. We would be forced to say that many things happen to us by chance without the will of our Heavenly Father. But that is not true. We confess with Romans 8 verse 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Even the hardships of life, God will work for our good. That is the comfort we need at this time. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsma of the Protestant Reformed Church in Forest Hills. Look us up at prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6811. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it possible to truly love your enemy? Discover the truth behind the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as never before in the award-winning film Hope in the Holy Land. An enlightening, politically nuanced, and morally sensitive look at both sides with real stories from Jews, Muslims, and Christians who've lived through the years of war in search of peace. Don't miss Hope in the Holy Land. Available now at SalemNow.com. Watch this film and pass it on. Go to SalemNow.com today. That's interesting. You know, uh, we live in a very complex, broken world, right? If uh, you're alive for a certain amount of time, you can know these truths deep in your heart, your, your own choices, the own way you look at yourself, your family, and then you multiply that across the country and the nations around the world. Well, Tony Turner's with us. Tony's a regular guest on our show. She is a local pastor here in the city of Pittsburgh, a speaker, a writer. You can find her uh, online at uh, Gracism, the Gracism Report at uh, Facebook. And Tony, um, you hear that uh, that ad, and I really don't reflect on ads that often, but I got to think about that, about, you know, Palestine and Israel and what's happened over these last couple of weeks. And, of course, today is a, a year anniversary of uh, the death of George Floyd that uh, has galvanized or really drawn people away from each other in this country where I think uh, race relations are very poor. But talking to you, 
I know that, you know, whether it's race relations, whether here in the United States or Israeli-Palestinians, or just the brokenness in our own hearts, you often come back to the kingdom perspective, because the kingdom perspective, it, uh, it supersedes all things the way we look at ourselves, does it not? John, when I was in the world, when I was out there, I was way out there. I, I did not, I mean, I was aware that there was God, and um, I, but I was sold out to the world. I did, you know, what I wanted to do. Yeah, I but when I found the truth of who Jesus is and how much the Father loves me, and I, I, I was, I'm just as sold right there, if not more so. Uh, and so I guess the one thing I know is that this isn't heaven, but we're always trying to make it perfect. We're always trying to make it a utopia or, you know, something, something uh, that uh, is going to work for everybody, but nothing ever works for everybody. We have to, we have to work it and, and God gives us uh, the way to do it. So the kingdom is all, is all, is my choice every single time. Mm. So wow, that's really we, good. Yeah, my kingdom, the kingdom is my choice every time. I like yeah. that. And so we live in this um, nothing missing, nothing broken world. Uh, that's a good way to look at things, isn't it? Well, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, that's what the word uh, in Hebrew, shalom, means nothing missing, nothing broken. That's the that's really what God wanted for for us, you know, for human beings when he first made Adam in in, uh, in the garden, he gave him everything he could possibly need. And, you know, all the plants, all the things that he would need for food and for sustenance. And uh, he really had it easy. But God said that there's that one tree over there that's got, you know, it's the knowledge of good and evil. That's the one I want you to stay away from. And, um, but he didn't, he, Adam had the choice. And uh, when I say Adam, I'm talking about mankind had the choice, but chose to bite of that anyway. And that's where all the troubles have come from. And uh, so then what God did, instead of just letting us be subject to it all, he gave us prescription for how to deal with it. Because at the end of the day, he wants, he wanted family in the beginning. That's why he created man in his image. And at the end of the day, he's going to have it. Because he says, every tribe, every nation, every tongue, there's nowhere in the Bible does he talk about race. That is a man-made construct. Mm. But he wanted family. And the way that he redeemed it or put it all back together was with the blood of Jesus Christ. With him having made the sacrifice for sin that paid for all of our sin. And what we have to learn how to do is to choose choose to accept that. Mm. Okay, but Tony, it's so it's a year after George Floyd's death. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of conversation in America about race relations, mm-hmm. and we've still got, you know, um, two camps of people. One camp of people is saying that, you know, we uh, there's still a ton of racism in America that white people don't even understand how racist they are, mm-hmm. um, that it's it's so far deep inside our worldview that we can't escape it as white people. And then we have another group of people that say, you know what, I don't even like the words Black Lives Matter, not that Black Lives don't matter, but I don't like the organization and I don't like feeling like I have to be forced to do it. And I wasn't a slave owner and this is overblown and we're in a new place. So you have these two camps. I I mean, I know that there are a lot of people in the middle of those camps, but the two polarized areas are the ones that are loudest. How do we navigate that? 
Well, the way I navigate it once again is I have to look at it from my new citizenship. Mm-hmm. My new citizenship. new citizenship. My perspective is totally different because the the scriptures is in Ephesians that I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So I get to be able to look at things from a heavenly perspective, but I have to choose to go there. Uh, if I keep things on, on the flesh and blood level, then I'm, my, my eyes are never going to go above that. They're always just going to go around in circles. And what God says in, in uh, the book of revelations is come up higher, come up higher. So I, you know, I know that there are certain things that were ordained in my life. I remember my mother when I was little, when I was a little girl teaching me because I grew up with the last name Beavers, which is just asking for teasing. Okay. Right, right, right. right. But she told, she taught me between that and between being black, she said, some people are going to like you and some people are not going to like you. Mm. What's important is this. You need to remember that God loves you and we love you and you need to love yourself. And that went a long way for me. And so uh, I learned that when someone teases me, you know, as I said to John, uh, at one point, if they don't call me Tony, or if they don't write Dorothea on a check, I'm not paying attention to what they have to say. You know, they're not talking to me. They're talking out of ignorance. Why should I deal with ignorance? I need to deal with the truth. And the truth of the word works time and time again. Now, you look, you talk about the, the racism issue. And, and why don't we just talk about the, the George Floyd incident? Okay, so God, this type of um, thing has been happening as far as abuse of, of authority, okay, it has been happening as long as, mm-hmm. as we've been living in some form or another. I mean, there are p- abusive parents. There are, are abusive pastors. There are abusive government leaders. There are, there's abuse on every level. And, and Jesus said, you know, the offenses are going to come. It's a continuum. It's going to come. But it's how we respond to those offenses that shows who we are as, as a believer or as a, not, a non-believer. Mm. Okay, so I need to be able to say, okay, what the enemy meant, there's a scripture in uh, Psalms that says, great peace have they that love, love God's law, and nothing will cause them to be offended or cause them to stumble. Hmm. Great peace have they that love the law of God. There's a whole lot of people don't know the love the, the law of God. There are a lot of people that don't have it to go back to because, you know, we, we largely have become illiterate with television and with, you know, different things. We don't read the word. But, you know, Jesus tells us how to deal with those offenses. And, and, and what it says is that when the offenses come, because he said offenses are going to come, that's like a continuum. All right. And he said, woe to those through whom the offenses come. Mm-hmm. So the woe part is his business, but how I respond to it Mm. is my business. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what the enemy meant for us in terms of seeing what happened to George Floyd was to traumatize us, first of all, which it did. It traumatized the whole nation. It traumatized the world. If you think about it, because 
uh, a lot of us have known that those things have happened. Some of us have seen those things, but all of us got to see it, you know, when, yeah. when it, uh, you couldn't deny out. it that day. You couldn't, you couldn't no longer deny it. So on one hand, the enemy meant to traumatize us, but the Lord meant to not woke us, but awaken us to the fact that there is injustice in the world. Now, injustice comes from the heart. It doesn't, justice nor injustice can come through the law because people can find ways of getting around the law. But you cannot, you, you, can't, you can't get yourself around how you, you know, the truth of things. You, mm-hmm. you know, and so God wanted us to see it, not so much to traumatize us, but to uh, uh, give us an opportunity to respond in a certain way. And my responses for me, because I will use a mirror after I've read the word, I want to use a mirror to measure myself to see how much like Christ I am or what needs to be taken to the cross that needs to be healed. Okay. So uh, am I mad? Am I, am I still mad? Am I, you know, am I, am I hurt? Am I still, you know, whatever the, the, you know, am I hypervigilant, you know, thinking, okay, my grandsons are going to be out there, my son. And, and some of that does come up, but every single time I've got to choose to go to the cross and trust mm-hmm. God, trust God. But in the meantime, I'm going to teach my, my children, okay, there are certain things that you do and there are certain things you don't do. Okay. You can't always predict what's going to happen. No, that's the problem, right? You, you, it is. And that is not anything that you can protest against. That is not anything that you can make a law about, you know, it's just called life. Uh, But how we respond is just so, so important. And we don't teach enough on how to respond, not in the households, not in churches, not in schools, how to respond in a way that's going to be effective. So black, white, red, yellow, Mm -hmm. troubles will come upon us. Mm -hmm. And so the response to those troubles is what defines us. And with the kingdom perspective, that trumps uh, any trouble, that trumps any uh, race, that trumps any worldview. It's the kingdom perspective that is first and foremost and how we respond to that. If I trust that, God is, as it says in Romans, he's working everything out for my good. Okay. Trust that, yeah. That, then I just do trust that, you know, that. Yeah. Also- but what do you, what do you say, Tony, to people who are like, you should be madder. I, I should be. Don't shit on me. <laughs> I, I am. I, I feel the way I feel, but my feelings cannot run who I am. They cannot determine or define who I am. Feelings, uh, they don't have, they don't need our posi- our permission to be, okay? They're not right or they're wrong, but they, it, once again, it depends on how I respond. My feelings maybe, maybe need to be healed. You know, my feelings need to be restored. That's what Psalm 23 is all about. He restores my soul, the place where I do my feeling. And uh, so once again, uh, it's all about, remembering who I am and that I have an opportunity to go to the cross with my feelings to allow the Lord to make me who he really wants me to be. Tony Turner's with us. She's a local pastor. She's a writer. So Tony, uh, Tony, 
it feels as though the response, you know, through pandemic and uh, the journey we've all been in the last year is anger and outrage. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, that, that takes a toll on people's lives, right? The mental health of us all, you know, whether it's individually, our local communities, or just the nation, there is a sickness that's, you know, has run among us. And your perspective, uh, the kingdom perspective, that it supersedes all, uh, that's a necessary message. And to be honest, I forget it. I mean, I, I'm easy to jump on the news cycle myself and, you know, whatever. I'm going to respond, right? I'm going to react as opposed the- to... Yeah, as opposed to what? You're saying the kingdom perspective is the way I need to be. Well, I'm saying, too, that we are connected in a body, so sometimes we need to be reminded. Sometimes we need to help each other to to reach that goal. So if I'm dealing with someone who is uh, going through something, I can pray with them. I can remind them what the, what the Word of God says about it. I, you know, we, we, we need each other. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when your head itches, your, your hand is going to go and scratch it, you know? So, you know, we need each other in order to meet the goal that that God has for us. And uh, as far as, you know, how you feel again, uh, I can choose to stay mad. As a matter of fact, I have been guilty of being mad until I got ready to give it up. Hmm. But I'll tell you what, if I compare the feeling of just being clean of those emotions or having it feel like John Hall is walking around in my heart with cleats on. I prefer the, the clean, the smooth feeling. Yeah. So that's why I choose. Yeah, that's good. That's Tony Turner telling you how she feels about it. Pittsburgh based pastor, counselor, and teacher from the Gracism task force, which you can find on Facebook. Tony, thanks for being here today, my friend. Peace All right. God you. bless. God bless you. Take a quick break. We're just getting underway. It's the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Stick around. There's more ahead. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. I have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family. And I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan. And unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg... See our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I 
I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Buckling up is the single most effective thing you can do to protect yourself and your loved ones in the crash. Wear your seatbelt every trip, every time. Drive smart and buckle up. Be safe, PA. Learn more at pendotgovernor slash safety. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. Are you a teacher looking to grow your career? Waynesburg University offers a Master of Education with multiple areas of concentration, as well as certification in special education. Classes start every semester. Financial aid is available. Visit waynesburg.edu. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see a few clouds for tonight with a low of 68. Tomorrow, more clouds than sunshine. It will be breezy with a thunderstorm in the area. Storms can be strong late in the day and bring hail and damaging winds. We'll see a high of 81. Thursday will be pleasant. We'll see sunshine and patchy clouds and a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Despite the heartbreak of last night's hockey game, it was good to see fans in the stands at uh, the paint, was it not? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was. I'm having a hard time getting over it. The- now, here's the good thing, right? Um, COVID is going away, and society's opening back up. I just took a trip out west. People weren't wearing masks. I got both of my shots. I feel good about this. This is good. So with the return of us... Those venues that we used to love to go to, baseball. I cannot wait to go to PNC Park. Well, um, last year with COVID, minor league baseball totally shut down. I mean, just totally shut down. They didn't bother to play any games. Now it looks as though minor league baseball is up and running again. Uh, dare I say the Washington wild things, not that far away from, you know, us here in green tree or in uh, the city of Pittsburgh, Washington wild things are getting ready to play baseball. That's fabulous. Um, Major League Baseball did a sort of thing over the pandemic year where they shrunk their minor league teams from 160 to 120. So that left teams out like um, Charleston. Charleston, West Virginia had a team, a minor league team forever. But minor league baseball, if you've never been to a minor league game, they are a lot of fun. They're super fun. They really are. Yeah. Uh, My brother lives down in Virginia Beach. So when I visit, we'll go to the Mets affiliate, the Tidewater Tides. And it's a little tiny ballpark right at the edge of the water. There's, you know, ships in a shipyard. You see the Navy ships in the distance and it's quirky. They do every, between every half inning, they play games. There's weird sort of music and entertainment. It's a super family thing. I'm telling you, I've I've been to the wild Wild things game just once in my life. Kath, I'm going to drive out there and be part of a game. You going to go? I would love to. Yeah. 
I think it'd be a ton of fun. And eventually PNC Park will come back to full capacity. It's got to be soon, right? Within next I mean, it has weeks. to be. I mean, if, if there were that many people at the Pens game and that's inside, you know, there have to be. I'm not sure what I, I know that um, they were hoping last night at the Pens game to have it be a full capacity. Right. But the governor wouldn't sign off on that. Um, but we're close to that. We're, we're very close. I mean, I, I read a um, I read a uh, statement from the governor's office yesterday saying that once we get to you know, 70% of adults vaccinated in the state, then we can drop the mask order. That's got to mean that we can go back to regular, you know, outdoor situations at a place like PNC Park. Yeah, I would imagine so. Look, I'm traveling. I mean, I'm not speaking on behalf of the governor. It sounded like I was. Well, somebody should speak for the governor. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking Someone, for somebody maybe. I think now. so. I mean, it, you know, it's funny. I, I missed the uh, local elections, but apparently they took away some of the governor's powers. Did they They not? did. Two referendums passed. Uh-huh. They kind of slapped his hand. About yeah. how he handled COVID, uh, the first state in the uh, union to do so. Right. Okay. Well, uh, let's go to a, a, a game. I don't care whether it's a Pens game, a minor league game, a PNC Park game. People are gathering once again, and it's good for everybody. So, I mean, as emotional it is to be out in the world, I love it so much. I just don't you miss it? Holy yes. smokes, did you miss it? Absolutely, absolutely, I miss it. The world again. Okay, let us take a quick break. Uh, we're going to talk. Um, about Christianity, Christianity cross-examined. Yeah. Uh, what is what that? Is, I don't know. What does it look like when the world looks at Christianity and starts picking it apart? I mean, well, Ken Sample says to... this. Ken Sample says that people used to talk about the truth of Christianity. Now people socially talk about its relevance. And is Christianity good for the world? That's next. Stick around. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We are Word FM. W-O-R-D. I'm Kenny Woods from Word FM, along with John Hall and Kathy Emmons from The Ride Home. We are partnering with Bible League International on Open the Floodgates, Bibles for Africa. In many parts of countries like Kenya, Ghana, Tanzania, and Mozambique, as many as 9 out of 10 Christians are denied God's Word by corrupt governments, poverty, and remoteness. That's exactly why we're partnering with Bible League International to send Bibles to 2,800 new believers in Africa. $5 sends a Bible, $50 sends 10, $500 sends 100. Call 800-YES-WORD to send Bibles today or go to wordfm.com slash Bibles to give online. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call one 800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. 
QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Champion Christian School in Champion, PA. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. Kenneth Samples back with us on the ride home, philosopher and theologian who has a great passion to help people understand the reasonableness and relevance of Christianity's truth claims. Ken is the senior research scholar at Reasons to Believe and the author of several books, including Classic Christian Thinkers, Seven Truths That Changed the World and God Among Sages. Ken, welcome back. Hi, how are you? Well, Good. how are you doing? Yeah, Ken, happy to have you. Good. Hey, Thank Ken, you. Um, in uh, your new work, you, you talk a lot about uh, people talking about the truth. People used to talk about the truth of the gospel. People used to talk about the truth of Christianity. And now people, uh, whether with uh, inside Christianity or and especially outside culturally, well, they talk about Christianity and its relevance or their lack of relevance. Um, yeah. Is Christianity good for the world, right? That's one of the big topics that people uh, go to whenever they talk about faith in the world today. That's exactly right. Um, in my new book, Ken? Ken? Oh, I think we lost him. Kind of uh, mid-sentence right. there, and uh, he fell off. Hey, Ken, can you hear us? Yes, check, I check, can check. hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay, now you're back. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. OK, I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, so when I when I was doing apologetics, you know, 35 years ago, uh, people asked a lot of truth questions. But I noticed in the last decade or so, I get a lot more questions about whether Christianity is good. So uh, I thought, wow, that that's kind of a sea change. And so what I do in the new book is I say I tackle both the truth question and whether Christianity is good. Like, has Christianity been good for racial minorities? What about what about slavery? What about some of these issues that relate to the goodness of Christianity? Interesting. So does that mean, Ken, that um, and I, I'm guessing that because of the digital world in which we live, it seems like fewer and fewer people can actually believe something is really true. So that's not what they're after in this question? I think so. I, 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 from, a, from a philosopher's point of view, I think we've moved from modernism, which was 
preoccupied with whether something is true, whether it's real. And I think we've kind of adopted a postmodern point of view that says, well, nobody can really know whether it's true. So let's let's ask whether it's good or or hmm. if it's good for us. So then does that mean, Ken, as um, whether it's your pastor at your local corner church or, you know, in, in some of the uh, places where you traverse and more of the ivory towers, you have to talk about truth first and foremost, because we've lived in a post-truth world. I mean, how do you how do you go back continually to the truth of the gospel, to the truth of Christianity and the goodness that it's derived, that what we as the world, as society has derived since man has walked the earth? Yeah, I think what's interesting is I would define two types of atheists. There's one atheist who says, you know, may not be a bad thing if God existed. Maybe I'd survive the death of my body. Maybe I'd be reunited with my loved ones after death. Problem is, Christianity is not reasonable. It's not a rational option. Mm. Then there's another type of atheist who says, no, I actually think there is a rational basis for Christianity. Got some pretty smart people who are Christians, but I don't want that God to exist. I don't want that God intervening on my life. And I thought, wow, maybe we need to do both. We need to keep arguing for the reasonableness of Christianity, but maybe we need to remind people that Christianity actually has been good for the world and maybe look at those areas in which people have objections. All right. Okay. So then let's go back to talk about truth, you know, in this world, this rational world, right? Right. Because uh, right. like uh, say we lived in a world pre-science, people tended to believe the truth of the gospel. They tended to believe in the truth of God. And then science came in, uh, what, um, in a stillborn way, I guess, is it, you know, I, I think I've heard you describe it is that science came in and is in a stillborn way, but then in the world that God made, you know, through mathematics and logic and, you know, the revival of the beginning of 17th century science, those two things, truth and science came together and lifted up the truth of God even deeper. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yes. And I, and I think you you make a great point that I completely agree with, that if we look at truth, goodness, and beauty, kind of these these transcendentals that Christians would talk about, I think that truth trumps goodness and beauty. I mean, if Christianity is true, regardless of what your feeling is about it, whether you like it, truth uh, you know, wins the day. But you see, now we live in a culture where people are very doubtful whether anybody can know truth. So they're asking, I think, more questions about its goodness. And in my book, I'm arguing maybe we need to do both. Uh, and meet people and say, yeah. well, not only do I think Christianity is true, I think it's really been a good thing. Dr. Ken Samples with us, author of God Among Sages and Classic Christian Thinkers. He's from Reasons to Believe. Um, all right. So, Ken, when people say, is Christianity good, what do you say? I think Christianity has been very good for the world. Um, for example, slavery was brought to an end in the Western world, uh, largely because people said, you know what? Everybody is made in the image of God. They have dignity and value because regardless of their skin color, 
regardless of their sex, their class, their health, uh, their age. I, I think uh, slavery was a great evil, but the vast majority of the abolitionists in the West were Christian. I think Christianity has been good for education. I think it's been good for individual liberties. Um, and so, yeah, there are some dark periods of Christian history, but um, uh, I think overall Christianity has been a great source to, to, to help human beings flourish. So then in this doubter age we live in, Ken, I mean, where I mean, everything is so relative today, right? I mean, everything's up for discussion. There is no, you know, truth of, of certainty for a lot of people. And I guess that's the atheist among us, whether they're the new atheist or, you know, the, uh, the boilerplate atheist. How do, you, how do you communicate that? I mean, how do you make the gospel appealing yeah. for people who don't even want to engage in that conversation where, you know, science trumps everything and society yeah. is the golden rule and, you know, we're a bunch of superstitious animals that, uh, you know, are worshiping a spaghetti monster? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think in Christian civilization, so let's think about the ancient world, the medieval world, Christians would talk through the prism of truth, goodness, and beauty. I think that that's been flipped, and I think today we have a preoccupation with race, gender, and class. Now, that's mm-hmm. okay. There are issues of race, gender, and class that need to be addressed. But the idea of truth is if, if my idea corresponds to truth, I mean, if I think 2 plus 2 is 4 and 2 plus 2 does equal 4, that I have the truth. We had called that kind of a correspondence theory. Yeah. I, I think to answer your question, I think Christians today need to talk about truth and not let go of it. But I think we also need to, to remind people because a lot of people don't know the great things that historic Christianity has brought to the world. So, you know, 30 years ago, there were all truth questions I would get at the university. Now I get some truth questions, but most of the time it's whether, whether the God of the Old Testament is really a moral God or Christianity mm-hmm. is so deeply divided. Boy, that's a really interesting shift. Ken, thanks for sharing it with us. That's Dr. Ken Samples, Reasons to Believe, author of... Seven Truths That Changed the World. Thanks, Ken. All right. Thank you. Our pleasure. Okay. I mean, it's the world we live in, right? And uh, I thank goodness for ministries like Reasons to Believe because they look at the hard questions, difficult questions, and they uh, try to distill down and uh, bring the truth out. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, We're just getting underway. Uh, There is a lot more ahead here. Um, I I just had a COVID reunion, and uh, I'd like to talk to you about that. Wonder about your COVID reunions. Have you had one yet that's uh, happy and significant? What are dads made for? Hmm, I've been asking myself the same question. Author Amanda Glass, creator of the Made For book series, helps kids and dads answer that question. That's what dads are made for. Is more than just a fun book with cute pictures. It's one that creates conversations that build meaningful connections. This Father's Day, help your kids connect with dad as they discover together. Oh, that's what dads are made for. For kids three and up, just $9.99 when you order now at themadeforbooks.com. Well, bye now. You all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. 
You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Are you or do you know a senior 62 years or older considering a reverse mortgage? Craig Schweiger of Federated Mortgage hosts a weekly show, Home is Where the Heart Is, to assist seniors and their families get the real facts about reverse mortgages. Increased income, debt consolidation, home improvements, ready cash for the times you need it, with no monthly payments? Join Craig for a special question and answer program that dispels the myths and reveals the truth about reverse mortgages for seniors. Saturday at 7 a.m. on 101.5 FM WORD. Well, after more than a year of separation and isolation, Americans are returning to each other. I know this, just personal experience. We are hugging, we are laughing, we are dancing and crying, and we are mourning that lost time, the lost people. And I think for some people, you know, uh, some people are still very anxious about getting back together again. But we're doing it in church sanctuaries and in school corridors, at family dinners and surprise parties. And it is very, very good. Those uh, COVID reunions, finally, what everybody was thinking about this time last year, they are here. Kath, have you had yourself a COVID reunion yet? I did. I did. You know, my daughter graduated from college last weekend. And so we had just a small little gathering here. Um, But my Uncle David came over, and it's the first time I had seen him since last October on my front porch when we could gather outside. So that was like nine months. Okay. Um, And I saw my niece and my two great nieces. And that's the first time I'd seen them since, what, 10 months, 11 months, something. Since since March or April of last year? Uh Right. Right. Yeah. In person now, FaceTime. You know, FaceTime, we've been doing sure, that, like sitting yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, but seeing... like seeing them in person. I mean, it was so awesome. I just loved it. I, I can't. It was just really, really wonderful. Yeah. We kept saying as the night went on, I can't believe we're here. 
<laughs> I can't believe yeah. we're all here. I know. That's exactly how we felt, too. Uh, we, well, as I said a little earlier uh, in the show, I've been away for a week, and uh, we, we started our, our trip uh, in South Dakota. Now, the last time we were in South Dakota was Christmas of 2019. That's the last time I wow. saw my sister and brother-in-law face-to-face. And we're close with those guys. We, we tend to get out there and see them as far away as it is. So from December of 2019 to now, May of 2021, and uh, my sister, sister-in-law, Susan, she's had a lifetime. And I could you know write uh, a journal, a gigantic uh, encyclopedia of her medical frailties. So she was particularly careful about wanting to get back together again, but we did. And we sat and hugged and kissed and, uh, oh my goodness gracious. It's surprising. It's surprising to me, the welling of emotion that comes into you when you're with people that you love so much and you miss them. You know, it's good to talk on the phone. It's good to do the zoom thing, but flesh on flesh, Mm -hmm. me sitting next to you, looking in your eye, that's God ordained. Uh, that is yeah. something that is so beautiful and so deep. And I think uh, finally this is all peeling back. And we're just at the very cusp of this, of COVID reunions. Finally, um, take that goofy mask off and get to see people face to face. Yeah. Right. Okay. What about a, a bad COVID reunion? <laughs> Let's just get to the heart of it, right? Because there's got to be some bad COVID reunions. All right. Well, um, I was at, um, when we were in South Dakota, um, we were at a memorial service. Uh, I missed the memorial service because I was flying out, but my wife and uh, my kids were at the memorial service. And uh, the guy who passed away was my father and my brother-in-law's dad. He comes from a family of 10. I mean, oh. This is old school, you know, South Dakotan family. And uh, apparently in all families with 10 people, you know, there's a little bit of hard feelings. Well, there it was. Oh no. Did they come out? Well, they came out a little bit, I heard. Oh, boy. You know, just a little bit of, you know. Yep. I see your face now. I see you in the eye. I've been thinking about you for all these months, and I'm going to tell you a few things. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess if you're a person who likes to chew on resentment, the the, uh, pandemic was really really good. good. Very strong year. Oh, man. Can you imagine? I mean, the angst and the anger and the resentment that you could have chewed on for the oh, past yeah. 14 months. Oh, yeah. That's a feast for a lot of people, yeah. is it not? Mm-hmm. For sure. No question about yeah. it. Yeah. So, okay. What about, um, so I said yesterday, we talked about this on the air, John, when you were gone, that this last 30 days, you know, yeah. people are amping up. This is like, they're um, cramming like before finals, right? So it's, they're about to go back into society. And so they're getting plastic surgery. Oh, come on. They're getting their teeth whitened. They're getting like last minute Invisalign. They're getting like tummy tucks That's and good. buying new bathing suits. You want to look like, your best, right? You oh, want to look your right. best. So, right. cause you don't want to be that person. You go, wait a second. You spent the pandemic, what getting, what? That's the whole thing, right? You don't want to show up and have everybody go, Oh, the heck were you doing, man? Good man how much Netflix could you watch, dude? Right. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, uh, Jim didn't really I do anything. I, I think everybody gets a free COVID. pass. Don't you think? I certainly I mean, think so. But when I read the article about all the plastic surgery and I was like, whoa. No, what's the uh, Planet Fitness? Uh, well, their slogan is what? Uh, uh, something about no judgment zone. Oh, um, right? there we go. So I guess it, coming out, you, you can't be pointing the finger at people because everybody suffered through their own way. Right. Right. No judgment zone. No judgment. But hopefully, let's go out there and see those that we love and miss deeply and give everybody a big, long, strong hug and kiss their faces. Yay.
Amen. Get rid of those masks. Okay, stick around. When we get back to the studio, John, don't kiss my face, okay? I've seen a few on the flip side. News and traffic. That's next. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says a Geneva summit with President Biden and Russia's Vladimir Putin will not solve all of America's issues with Russia. We're not suggesting that at the end of this, that is going to be easy breezy from here. Uh, In fact, we continue to expect that we'll have difficult conversations. We will have confrontations at points about areas where we have disagreement. But this is an opportunity to move toward a more stable and predictable relationship. The meeting in June comes after the president visits Britain for a meeting of group of seven leaders and Brussels for a NATO summit. A Southwest Airlines flight attendant lost two teeth when she was attacked by a passenger this past weekend. The FAA says airlines have reported about 2,500 cases of unruly passengers this year. The stocks are now lower. The Dow is down 55 points and the S&P is off seven. This is SRN News. It's no secret that the Western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh real estate market have exploded, especially in the last couple of years. Uh, For so long, it was easy to buy a house in our town. Really straightforward experience, but not so much anymore. Housing prices have really gone through the roof, and it's a seller's market. So, if you're looking to buy, United Faith Mortgage is a great tool in your toolbox. Their direct lender advantage, really, it's everything. It gives you the necessary help and the best deal possible on a new mortgage. Plus, the family behind United Faith Mortgage, they're open about their faith, and it's evident in how they live and especially how they do business. Hundreds and hundreds of happy people living in their dream house because of the excellence of United Faith Mortgage. Look online, United Faith Mortgage. It's a good family doing the right thing. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York, MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That is WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Some things you hear just stick with you, like when Through the Bible's Dr. J. Vernon McGee says, It's not the book of the month, it's the book of the ages that we need today. Got a favorite Bible bus saying, This is Letter Month at Through the Bible. Tell them your favorite quote by logging on to our station website keyword letter. They'd love to hear from you. How has Through the Bible impacted you? Tell us at wordfm.com slash letter. Is it possible to truly love your enemy? 
Discover the truth behind the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as never before in the award-winning film Hope in the Holy Land. An enlightening, politically nuanced, and morally sensitive look at both sides with real stories from Jews, Muslims, and Christians who've lived through the years of war in search of peace. Don't miss Hope in the Holy Land. Available now at SalemNow.com. Watch this film and pass it on. Go to SalemNow.com today. We'll see a few clouds for tonight with a low of 68. Tomorrow, more clouds than sunshine. It will be breezy with a thunderstorm in the area. Storms can be strong late in the day and bring hail and damaging winds. We'll see a high of 81. Thursday will be pleasant. We'll see sunshine and patchy clouds and a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Nice to have you along, Kathy Emmons, from the uh, stay-at-home studios. It's about 95 degrees today. Glad you're <laughs> along. And um, I'm not by myself, and I am by myself in the spare room, but I'm not by myself on Zoom because a stranger has come back into the fold. Yeah. Look, people. John Hall's returned. Nice. Fantastic. If you can follow us on Zoom uh, on the Facebook page or on uh, uh, the web page, uh, it's good to see you. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, I've been away for a while, and I took a nice long trip out west, and uh, boy, hard to come back, to be honest, right? Uh, just really, really good to go I can't believe out. our magnetic personalities aren't enough to assuage any of your sadness for leaving vacation. Well, I thought about you. I did. Did you? I mean, you know, yeah. Couple, like at least two and a half times. No, no. You know, you, there's something that's weird. I don't know. Is this, is this just me? I have like this vacation guilt. You do I know this? You, yes. Oh, well, I have that. I mean, we both have that because we work together. You go so away, we, right. and then I'm feeling guilty that I'm away. Like, there I am in the right. middle of Yellowstone, surrounded by, bee, you know, deer and antelope and all that, and I'm going, oh, geez, I'm feeling a little guilty here. What's Right, but I wonder what Cass going to do for a top four at four. Exactly. I hope she's okay. Thinking about you. What the heck? Thank you, John. I appreciate that, but yeah. I didn't want you to. I wanted you to get out into the great outdoors, which you did. How was it? Did. What's Yellowstone yeah, like? Okay, so um, uh, this time last week, I was at um, a Devil's Tower, and uh, I was at Mount Rushmore. I also saw, uh, we'd already seen that, and we were about to go into Yellowstone itself. Now, listen, I, again, like, you know, I had never been to any of these places, and I can't believe I'm, you know, this advanced age, and I've never been to, to Mount Rushmore. I mean, you see the photographs, right? Yeah. I loved it. I absolutely, I got all choked up. I couldn't believe that I was there. I mean, we were so, it was me and my wife and one of my sons, my youngest son. We got so geeked at standing there looking at Abraham Lincoln and George Washington, and Thomas Jefferson. I mean, it just, we were overwhelmed with American pride. And I think around us, the thousands and thousands of tourists, I think they felt the same way. And then we went down the hill and we saw the uh, crazy horse sculpture, which is in process. We love that. And uh, then the next day, we drove out to um, one of my like all-time favorite movies, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. We saw Devil's Tower, which was unbelievably cool. I got super geeked on that. I was so excited. Were you Before hearing we, the song? Uh, in my head, I played it. I, I was playing it in the car stereo as we're nice. driving up. And mm -hmm. then... I'm sure your family loved that. 
they do well they're used to it because they know that you know i love this movie and then i went and bought myself a um devil's tower t-shirt i mean if that, nothing says tourist like buying a devil's <laughs> which i'm going to wear proudly you know sure, like, it's on tomorrow's up. show hopefully i was there we I was all a devil's tower t-shirt it. i mean mm-hmm. you know i bought bumper stickers i bought <laughs> i bought all kind of shots i couldn't believe it i was like such a tourist <laughs> Gary, he, got a, he got a seat shot glasses I'm, I'm really excited to get mine you <laughs> oh yeah looking forward to it yeah. <laughs> i mean Yellowstone, those men who put that in place, mm-hmm. God bless them that they saw something. You know, you think about the, you know, the Indians who lived there for some 11,000 plus years. And then, of course, the Europeans came to the continent and saw that. And someone said, this is so beautiful. We know men. We know we're going to screw this up. So we better put some laws in place so people don't screw it up. And that's what happened. And Yellowstone became the first national park in 1871. And anything that I had thought of, you know, it, it did not disappoint because any image, any idea, any anything, it superseded all of that in my imagination. I mean, I loved it so much. We saw so many buffalo and pronghorns and sheep and coyotes and moose you name it. We, the abundance was overwhelming. If I saw one waterfall, I bet you I saw, no exaggeration, 15 to 20 waterfalls. And you think wow. waterfalls, and every one was magnificent and different. And then you think about, you know, the geysers, of course, Old Faithful is at Yellowstone itself. That was one thing. But then there's the, these um, acidic uh, ponds of water that are in different colors. We saw hundred, you know, 100. I saw probably 50 of those. And every one of those were different. Mud pits, super cool. I mean, everywhere you looked, everywhere, without any exaggeration, there was beauty. There was bounty. I loved every second Mm. of it. And I can't not wait to go back uh, because I need to go back there again. It was, I mean, God was everywhere. The splendor of his creation was everywhere. If anything, you know, I, I used to have a film camera and used to have telephoto lenses. I don't have any of that. I wish I had a telephoto lens, could see even deeper. I mean, you, you know, you saw bear from a distance. I saw bear up close, too close for my own liking, inside my car. They talk about that a lot. You know, in Yellowstone, they go, if you see a bear, this is what you should do. And oh, we'll be happy to sell you some bear spray as well. And I was thinking, really, bear spray? But seriously, the grizzlies got so close. The mama and the two cubs were so close. You could have thrown a stone and hit them. There they were. Uh, the moose were ma- as majestic as I had ever thought. I mean, I just, and the people, the people that I met, I made a point to talk to anybody that came within my path. My family, I think, was probably mortified uh, my, at my chattiness, but that was part of it. You know, being uh, so enclosed for so long during the pandemic, once I got out there and I was shot it up, I was like, I'm good to go. And I talked to everybody. I mean, um, the park itself really didn't open in earnest until I think it opened in earnest yesterday. So we were just in the very cusp of the, a lot of people being out there. It was crowded, but it wasn't super crowded. I ran into a guy. He said, hey, if you're out here on the 4th of July, it's like going to uh, Disneyland. Hmm. It would just be hordes of people. It was busy, but it wasn't overwhelming. So it gave us plenty of time to wander. If you wanted to be around people, you know, you could go to the lodges or the, you know, the tourist places. And if you didn't want to be with people, you wanted isolation and quiet. Uh, On my phone, on my iPhone, I took every opportunity. You'd be out somewhere and there'd be not a car sound, not uh, the sound of the drone of an airplane, not a piece of conversation. I pulled my phone out and just recorded 
the nature quiet. Wow. And of course, I mean, that does something to you. Mm-hmm. I, I came back so refreshed because the scale of what I saw was so vast. The horizon, the sky, gigantic, the land, the water, the rocks, the mountains. I mean, the heights and the sizzle of the hot springs and the just incalculable beauty that God has gifted us in this country. God bless America. I mean, what an incredible time to go see Yellowstone. Absolutely loved it. Well, we're so happy to have you back, John. Yeah, was thanks. it better than Shanley Park? You know, Gary, I was in my ba- I was in my backyard here, <laughs> looking at my backyard. Question. And my backyard is nice, right? There's grass and there's some trees, and Shenley Park is the same kind of thing in a way. There's grass and trees, but the, again, that scale, mm-hmm. the scale. I mean, the cliffs of the rocks was way up high, and the Grand Tetons, you know, the snow. I mean, the, when we were out there, there was still five feet of snow on the ground in certain areas. We went in one day from 28 degrees way down in the valley to 88 degrees. Wow. I'm, <sighs> wow. And you came back here for 90. I did. <laughs> who, who knew that, right? I met so many wonderful people. People were wanting, and were, people were so hungry to look you in the eye and say, hey, how you doing? And people coming to this mythic place. Yellowstone is mythic. People wanted to go there to, you know, change their lives or to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And that's out there waiting for us. God's creation. Mm. John's considering buying the RV. We talked about that multiple times. You know, people who sell all their worldly possessions and then exist in an RV. And um, I can, I'm trying to picture John sitting behind the wheel, one of these, you know, huge, gigantic things. That's too big. You sure? Right. If you're going to do something like that. What are you going to do, like a Scooby-Doo van? Something, yeah. The scale of that is much better, I believe. Right. Okay. To lug that thing around, that's too much of a responsibility. I don't know. I do feel like I just heard John Hall say yes to a Scooby-Doo van. So that'll would, be, yeah, that could be breaking so news. We'll have to, you know, consider more about that as the yeah. hour unfolds. But as we step away, um, know that coming back, we're going to talk to Tim Muehlhoff. For every one person who comes to Christ right now, four are deconverting. What does that mean? What's deconversion? I guess the question, more importantly, is for churches, parents, friends, how do we instill a faith in each other that endures? That's next. It's the Tuesday edition. John's back. All right. WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Hi there, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania. My family and I want to invite you to our real working dairy farm on the Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day and Crafters Gathering. We are featuring farm tours all day where you get to milk a cow, feed a calf, visit the whole herd at the feed bunk, and finish off in the milk bottling plant. Pick up your tickets at the Ticket Shanty and meander around all the old-time and modern craft booths while you enjoy live music by local musician Bob 
Podish. Lean over the fence and watch the heifers galloping through the pasture and then top off the day with a yummy farm fresh meal with dishes like haystack wraps and county fair barbecue chicken, family recipe sides, and from scratch desserts. You'll even want to pick up some of our famous chocolate milk to take home. Our family is excited to share our farm with you. So come on down for a memory making day. Check us out online at springhousemarket.com for all the details. See you there. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. There was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. back our regular guest dr tim Mulehoff. he's professor of communications at viola tim welcome back happy that you're with us here today oh it's great to be with you guys Thank thanks you. for having me listen tim i you know john just got back from a week in yellowstone when he was like you know internet free but you know you and i have been immersed as we always are in the news of and i you know it's not that i don't want to hear somebody's what we're calling a deconstruction story because i do you know i want to hear how somebody decided that they were a christian now that they're not you know they're kind of trying to take their faith apart figure out what it's built on but it's usually linked with some sort of you know relationship upheaval and it's usually out in some you know photograph with a in a pasture setting you know with greenery and the person's looking off i mean it's just a little too precious to me and maybe i'm cynical i don't know what it is but there is a lot of deconstruction happening right now. Well, go to Rhett and Link, their YouTube sensations. I actually knew them when they were yeah. Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, Did you, though? Leaders. We Those guys are funny. Conference. Yeah. Well, and they're both on, we're on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ, and one of them was a worship leader, and they both have deconverted from Christianity, and they put that on YouTube. And it is really emotional and moving to listen to these. It's very thoughtful. Very moving. Really? Um, and millions have watched it. Okay, interesting. Um, so for our audience who doesn't know, Rhett and Link, two guys, yep. and it's a, they, they podcast a show, which is super funny. I mean, they push the limits yeah. of comedy, and yeah. they're always entertaining. It's incredibly winsome. you got to love these guys. But now I, I knew that these guys were Christians, Tim. I did not know that they had deconverted. Yeah, very publicly um, last year. And they're not the only ones. According to Pew Research, for every one person who converts to Christianity, four deconvert. 
What? LifeWay Research says that 70% of Christians who grew up in a Christian home who attend college, 70% leave the faith, only 28% return to the faith. So we are seeing a crisis happen within a modern evangelicalism that we've got to address. And there's a faculty member here at Biola. He wrote a great book called A Recipe for Disaster. His name is John Marriott. And I would encourage your listeners to go check out his book. He has studied and interviewed over 100 people who have deconverted. And the Mm. book is disturbing and fascinating. And it's a wake-up call for the church. Wow. Wow. Okay, so Tim, then whether it's Rhett and Link or, you know, just the anonymous among us, what's the thing? I mean, is there a hook that people kind of go, this is what did it for me. I'm walking away. Yeah, so John Marriott would say one is um, we have linked Christianity to other things. Mm -hmm. So when the other things uh, uh, turn into a crisis, we think we have to leave Christianity. So the classic one he looks at is you have to believe in literal days in the book of Genesis, which gets you a young earth. And if you think, well, I mean, science is just screaming at me, if this is what you think, that that the earth is billions of years old, well, then I have to leave Christianity because I was taught that to be biblical, you needed to believe in these literal days in a young earth. That's what John Marriott is saying Listen, good Christians really disagree with this. And the church is big enough that you can have this disagreement. Uh, Another one is evolution. So Rat, who is brilliant, NC State uh, engineer, um, he left because of, he thought, I can't stay because I now believe in evolution. Well, listen, I teach at a university that makes a very firm stand in our doctrinal statement that we believe Uh, Adam was literal, and we are uh, anti-evolution, but that's just Biola University. That is not Azusa. That's not Westmont. That's not um, right other schools. So we can't send the message that you can't believe in evolution and be a Christian. That that just blatantly is not true. Okay, so let me add another one in there, because I'm a part of a lot of women's forums online. Um, Issues related to um, women's place or role in the church is another reason, right? It's another example of that. So, you know, people are used to hearing that, um, or some people are used to hearing that women have a particular place that they can uh, fulfill in the church, a, a specific role to play, and outside of that role that they're not welcome in the church, and so therefore they can't be a member of the church without realizing that there are many, many different traditions that have different views of women in the church and different interpretations of the same scripture that talk about women's roles in the church. So John Marriott, in his book, Recipe for Disaster, Kathy says, we've got to tell Christians what the smorgasbord is. Now, that doesn't mean your church or Biola University can't have a particular stance. Right. It's not like you have to change what you believe. Right. But we got to tell people the hallway is really narrow, using C.S. Lewis's great analogy. The hallway of faith is what you need to believe to become a Christian. And you can believe in theistic evolution, that God guided the uh, evolutionary process. You can believe that Adam was not literal, right? That it was more of a narrative, a Near Eastern narrative. Now, listen, you're not teaching at Biola University, by the way, if you believe those things. But we've got to say to the younger generation, we're actually much more complex 
We are yeah. much more diverse than what you're getting in pop culture or from the media. So you can have a multitude of different beliefs, but we do have a hallway to be an evangelical. You have to believe salvation is found in Christ alone. He rose from the grave bodily. Um, the Bible is authoritative, right? Now, do you have to believe it's, it's inerrant? Well, now we're starting, right? Bible University, we believe it's inerrant. But can you believe that there might be some mistakes in the Bible and still be a Christian? I'm going to say yes. That, that hallway better be pretty narrow of what it takes to be a Christian. And then we can be very passionate about the rooms off the hallway. But we can't tell young people, my room off the hallway is the hallway. Right. Okay. So what, so what about, um, uh, the first thing I think of is Paul writing in, in first Corinthians 15, um, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, right? So these are the things that are really important, right? That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter and then to the 12. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. So those are the things of first importance. So six-day literal creation isn't listed there. Either are women's roles in the church listed there. I don't think, yeah, I don't think so. Here's one not that they're to, not important. I, I hope no one's hearing me saying that they're that those things are not important. It's just that I I think they're not of first importance. They're not a but Kathy, no one is happy with that. No one is happy with me agreeing to live and let live. We all want to somehow force our room into the hallway. So I'll give, I'll give you an example. So you have egalitarians and complementarians. Egalitarians believe in mutual submission. That, that there's not the head of the marriage. Complementarians, based on Ephesians 5, believe that the woman submits to the husband and he's the head of the marriage. Well, nobody's happy with, well, then you do your marriage your way, I'll do mine, we're both within the bounds of scripture. So some complementarians will say, is the Trinity part of the hallway? And I'll say, mm, yes. Oh, right. I, I think yeah, yeah. the Trinity is part of the hallway. They'll yeah. say egalitarianism is an attack on the Trinity. Right now, whether you buy yeah, that yeah. or not, yeah, 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 really interesting move. Yes, yeah, I yeah. Took my room and got it into the hallway. Sure. Yeah. sure, which is which is the same thing with the six day literal creation. Which is well, if you don't believe in a six day literal creation, you don't believe the Bible. And Kathy, you couldn't have paraphrased this book better. That's one of his main points: is that we have um, given students, our younger generation, the idea that you have to be Republican. Right. That you have to believe X, Y and Z. And I'm saying that hallway, we got to keep it very, very narrow. And again, I love my university and we are unapologetically one of the most conservative Christian evangelical universities in the entire country. But but that's us. We can't say that our fellow brothers and sisters at Azusa don't love the the Lord and they might interpret it a little bit differently than we do. Okay, so then, Tim, is there a. A line in the sand then? I mean, four people stepping away for everyone who comes forward. I mean, that's bad math. What changes things? Well, I think we uh, two things. Uh, I know all parents freak out. We we freak out. We're parents. Uh, We cannot send our our kids underground. So we've got to allow them to ask the really hard, uncomfortable questions. And it's okay for parents to say, yeah, I don't know. But let's figure it out together. Let's read diverse books on an issue. And mom and dad will eventually allow you to make your own decisions. 
whether those are decisions we believe in or not. But, but we just want you to know there's a lot of really good Christians who believe a lot of really different things. Let me show you a book I have. InterVarsity Press is my publisher. So they sent me a book, How I Changed My Mind About Evolution, Evangelicals Reflect on Faith and Science. So here's the funny thing. I, I don't know anything about theistic evolution. I honestly don't. I was a theater major. I, I don't know. <laughs> You're, good man. You're a good man. I only too. knew one thing. It was wrong. That's the only That's all you need to know. It was wrong. So my publisher sends me this doggone book and I read it and I go, wow. Like, wow, that's really interesting. I mean, these are Christian philosophers, theologians, scientists. So listen, I'm still committed to Biola's perspective, but this book shows, I'd love to hand this to a person who's a science major and says, Tim, I can't do it, man. I can't turn off my brain when it comes to evolution. It's like, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And I hand him this book. I think it's so important that we're fluid like that. And we can say to our kids, now listen, this is what mom and dad believe. Here's why we believe it. But let me give you a book of some people who disagree with us. And you're st- we're still Christians. You can but still to, Okay, but to some people, Tim, that's super scary. Because we want to tell our kids what the answers are. Right. And so much of this is outside of our purview. So, you know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a biologist. um, I'm not a botanist. I don't understand a lot of things that they're talking about when, you know, we're going through fossil records and that sort of thing. How am I supposed to be able to navigate that with my kid? Well, so I will say this. A friend of ours who is a marriage family therapist once said to me and my wife, Noreen, he said, "Okay, when the kids are young, you lock the liquor cabinet. Right. They're young. You, you lock the liquor cabinet. But, but if your only parenting style is when they're in high school and the liquor cabinet is locked. OK, when they get to college, every liquor cabinet is open. So if the only answer you had was we're going to keep them from things we don't believe in. Well, good luck in the age of the Internet when, when they get away from all the filters you put. Right. And then they get to college and now they're getting hit with all these different perspectives. They're either going to think mom and dad were ignorant. They didn't know about that. There were people who disagree with them or second, they did. And they kept it from me. Mm-hmm. So, so you're right, Kathy, we freak out as parents too, but we got to sit down with our kids and say, all right, let's, let's research this. Yep. Work it and together. you go do your research. Work it together. Yep. That's good. Tim Yulhoff from Biola university. Tim, what's your latest book? Latest book is called, oh, it's so perfect, John, for this. It's called Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church. Mm, so we got to find ways of having these disagreements about evolution, about uh, the age of the earth, uh, politics without dividing the church. we got to find nice. out how to do it. Always good, Tim. Great pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Okay. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. We'll take a quick break and regroup for the first time in a week. Does this make sense? It probably doesn't. Does it make sense? We'll find out next what that is. Be right back. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, The Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, 
You will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800- 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7, 365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Are you a teacher looking to grow your career? Waynesburg University offers a Master of Education with multiple areas of concentration, as well as certification in special education. Classes to every semester. Financial aid is available. Visit waynesburg.edu. Are you or do you know a senior 62 years or older considering a reverse mortgage? Craig Schweiger of Federated Mortgage hosts a weekly show, Home is Where the Heart Is, to assist seniors and their families get the real facts about reverse mortgages. Increased income, debt consolidation, home improvements, ready cash for the times you need it, with no monthly payments? Join Craig for a special question and answer program that dispels the myths and reveals the truth about reverse mortgages for seniors. Saturday at 7 a.m. on 101.5 FM WORD. 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. We'll see a few clouds for tonight with a low of 68. Tomorrow, more clouds than sunshine. It will be breezy with a thunderstorm in the area. Storms can be strong late in the day and bring hail and damaging winds. We'll see a high of 81. Thursday will be pleasant. We'll see sunshine and patchy clouds and a high of 76. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. YouTube Premium. YouTube Premium. Yeah. Oh, I get that. Okay, so yeah, when I go on to watch a little video, oh. I get you know, hey, da, 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 this, yeah, and then I say skip, skip that, skip it. Right. Um, I mean, wait, I've wait, got... wait, it's not just that though, John. It's I'm in the middle of watching oh. a video, like especially I watch a lot of music on YouTube. I'm in the middle of a live performance that's stirring to my soul, yeah. right? It's just, it's building. It's uh, watching John Bonamassa live in London. The, it's building, it's building, yeah. it's building. 
all of a sudden it stops and it's some stupid Geico commercial hey. in the middle of the song. Okay, so then you're watching a lot of live music. Maybe it does make sense for you. YouTube Premium. How much is it? $12 a month. Mm -hmm. right, Gary says yes. Gary says it's worth it. Do you have Prime? Yeah. You have Netflix? Yeah. Have Hulu? No. You have Apple TV? Yeah. Well. And I have that PBS with the thing Gary made oh, me buy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got the that. BBC thing. I mean. Because I had to. Because I. What'd you say? Britbox or yeah, Acorn? Yeah, that's what it is. Right. No, I, okay, it's, I have them both, I if you want to be specific. <laughs> How much okay. are you spending a month on streaming That's what I'm saying, John. Okay. It's less than cable used to be, still. I don't know. You got cable, too. You got cable. Maybe. <laughs> you got to stop somewhere, Kat. All right. Get, why don't you get rid of Prime or get rid of Netflix? Okay. I'm not All getting right. rid of Prime or Netflix. All right. And then it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. All right. Does this make sense? I'm out on the road. I'm out in the West. And before I would have poo-pooed it, does an RV make sense? Oh, oh yeah. I knew does it was going to happen. Does an RV make sense? I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you're driving along. You say to your wife, honey, can I get a sandwich back there? And she's like, while you're driving, or you want to just pull over and take a nap. I mean, I, I don't need a gigantic Winnebago. But I like a like a small to mid size uh -huh. RV. That'd make a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. I, I are you going to live in that here in the Pittsburgh area? No, no. But I, maybe you know at some point soon and very soon you're going to go. We could hit the road. I'd like that. I think an RV makes good sense to me. It does, does. It? and I, that's my opinions changed about that over the decades. Okay. But right now, yeah. Can you make me a ham sandwich while I'm driving? I mean, yeah. What? Okay. First off, the fact that that's the first place you go to is, honey, will you make me a ham sandwich while I'm driving? <laughs> is problematic. It's me and me. The second, I'm just telling you who I am. Yeah. The second thing is, no, it does not make sense because all the places that you're going to pull over to have your nice nap are some nasty RV park where you're looking over a hundred other RVs and a bunch of people who are like carrying their waste to the dump place. Forget it. You're done. So the RV makes sense for me, not for Kat. 101.5 WORD. Your station for Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell. Grace is about peace with God being provided. And peace is about grace from God being believed. If you have grace provided, you have peace provided as well. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell, weekday afternoons at 1.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule 
schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. I have a traumatizing childhood memory of an Easter egg hunt. The big hunt was a big deal in our family. And I have this memory of running and excitedly reaching for eggs, only to have my big brother and sister sweep in and steal them at the last second. It's Ryan, and unfortunately, this is a traumatizing reality our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is seeing from families across the country. Families are finding their dream home, only to have it pulled away by another hunter at the last second. At United Faith Mortgage, we unfortunately cannot scare off the other hunters, but we can very quickly get you pre-approved and make it look as good as possible to sellers. And then, once you do grab that Easter egg, see our story and read how our direct lender advantage can often save your family monthly and lifelong money at unitedfaithmortgage.com. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. License in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Is it possible to truly love your enemy? Discover the truth behind the Israeli-Palestinian conflict as never before in the award-winning film Hope in the Holy Land. An enlightening, politically nuanced, and morally sensitive look at both sides with real stories from Jews, Muslims, and Christians who've lived through the years of war in search of peace. Don't miss Hope in the Holy Land. Available now at SalemNow.com. Watch this film and pass it on. Go to SalemNow.com today. church polity carefully, if you understand uh, the nature of the Southern Baptist Convention, there's been a, a shift here. There's been a freefall in the SBC. And here to talk to us about that, uh, Ryan Bursch. He's a regular guest on our show. Ryan's assistant professor of political science at Eastern Illinois University. His research appears on the site Religion in Public. He tweets that to Ryan Burge uh, on the web. And uh, Ryan, uh, just before you come on the air, you're talking about uh, your books, uh, you're a writer, and uh, this is not an easy journey for you, is it? No, I grew up Southern Baptist, so I still have a lot of you know nostalgia for what it sure. used to be. You know, yeah. in in 2006, there were 16.3 million Southern Baptists, and today wow. there's just over 14 million. So they've lost 2.3 million people in about 14 years. I mean, it's 150,000 people a year are leaving the Southern Baptist Convention. It's really free fall. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the free fall has been exacerbated by you know a couple you know, sexual abuse stories. There was some leadership stories at high levels um, earlier this year. Uh, noted Bible teacher Beth Moore decided to leave the Southern Baptist Church. Now Russell Moore has left his post and now he's going to Christianity Today. Um, so it does seem like we're taking on water here. And I, by we, I mean the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, so what kinds, I mean, I think I've outlined some of the major issues that, ha- that have gone into this, Ryan. From your perspective, are, are those the biggest ones? Yeah, I think it's race, it's gender, and it's sexuality are sort of like the three major looming issues for the SBC, Beth Moore leaving was a huge deal. I mean, we can't, she is easily the most famous female Southern Baptist in America. I mean, no one even comes close. She sells millions of books, speaks to tens of thousands of women at these retreats and Bible studies and things all over, not just America, but all over the world, by the way. And then she decides not only to leave the Southern Baptist Convention, but to come out publicly and say that she is no longer a complementarian 
which means that she believes that women and men can both pastor churches. I mean, she has a huge influence amongst a significant segment of the Southern Baptist Convention, and she might lead to the defections of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of women away from the SBC by her taking that stand. Wow. So is this a a long-awaited reckoning? This is something that you have seen that was coming down the pike sooner or later? I think it was always, you know, there were barbarians at the gate for a long time for the SBC. And if you look at polling data, and actually in my new book I'm working on, one of the myths is that evangelicals don't want women pastors. That's a myth. 70% of evangelicals are totally fine with women preaching from behind the pulpit on Sunday morning. That's been confirmed by multiple surveys now. And I feel like with the Me Too movement, it gave women a stronger voice in American society, you know, in every sphere, culture, you know, education, entertainment, but also religion. A lot of women are saying, I've been mistreated by the church. I don't really see why I can't have equal access. And they're demanding that equal access now. And they could only hold that back. The leadership could only hold that back for so long. And now the dam's starting to break and things are starting to shift very rapidly, I feel like. Yeah. Well, for people who don't follow these issues as closely as the three of us, um, I, I could maybe fill in a couple blanks in saying that, for example, Beth Moore's departure from the Southern Baptist Convention um, wasn't – so what it was was a um, a difference of opinion on what the scripture teaches and what actually happens day to day in a Southern Baptist church. So I don't think Beth Moore has changed her convictions on what the scripture says. What she's saying is after many decades of her experience, seeing that people in the SBC, especially men, don't actually follow the scriptural prescription for how we should treat one another, then therefore I'm not all that interested in hearing your super, you know, complementarian perspective on what women can or can't do. And there's been a spate of books that have come out recently. Uh, Jesus and John Wayne by Kristen Dumay sold tons and tons of copies, which basically argues that evangelicalism has been patriarchal forever. And it's really, you know, to the disadvantage of women, there's biblical womanhood. And, by that, that, and that that was not scripturally intended, that that Absolutely. was a cultural add-on to the Bible. Exactly. Right. Yeah, she's an historian, Kristen Dumay. So she actually goes way back into evangelical history. And then Bess Allison Barr is a theologian at Baylor, and she takes the theological track and says the Bible has sort of been misinterpreted or at least interpreted in a very specific way to keep women out of leadership for a long time. But you know what I think the key event is, we're going to look back on this in 10 or 20 years and think about is Saddleback Church, Rick Warren's church in Southern California, ordained three women as full pastors on Mother's Day of 2021. And Rick Warren's wife, Kay, delivered the Sunday sermon on Mother's Day. And then at Second Baptist in Houston, another Southern Baptist church, uh, Anne Graham Lotz, Billy Graham's daughter, delivered the Sunday sermon there. So I think we're seeing all these sort of confluence of events coming together at one point, and I think it puts the Southern Baptist Convention in a very difficult spot about how they move forward from here. Right. Okay. So race, gender, sexuality, you know, outside looking in, whether you're a Christian or not, people may shrug their shoulders and go, yeah, what's the big deal? It's about time. Welcome to the 21st century. Yeah, but the Southern Baptists have their distinctiveness in American religion is their conservativeness, right? And never changing to sort of make the culture happy. They've been doing that for a long, long time. And one of the reasons, if you listen to the leaders of the SBC, they say that one of the reasons we're still as strong as we are being the largest Protestant denomination is we have not bent on gender roles. We have not bent on race. We have not bent on sexuality. We're exactly the same we were 30 or 40 years ago. If we start changing, we'll go the way of the Episcopalians and look what's happening. They lost half their members in the last 40 years. So we are actually doing better by ourselves by not changing our theology and holding the line. That's what people like about us. And if we get rid of that, we've lost the thing that people love. 
And the theologians that are at the heart of the SBC are saying that we are trying to be um, honest and straightforward in our allegiance to Scripture. We're trying to do what the Scriptures say. Um, but the the argument in theological circles is that you're not you're misunderstanding what the scriptures say. That's really the fundamental fight, right, between one and two. So it, it is about being conservative. It's also about your fidelity to scripture. Yeah, and it's all about interpretation, I think, too, right? Because you know, people have used the Bible interpreted in specific ways to really justify a lot of horrendous actions in American history. I mean, slavery was justified by pastors in the South by using verses from Paul's writing, slaves obey obey your masters as to the Lord. You know, if if slavery was wrong, then why didn't Paul say it was wrong, right? And so people use the Bible to justify that. And I think a lot of the critique of the Southern Baptists is, well, if we can say slavery is bad now when you didn't say it was bad 150 years ago, why can't we say women preaching is bad? You know, how can you not reinterpret all the scripture in light of what's going on in modern America? Which is why why you need a, a... a well-explained, robust theology of how you look at the scriptures and what they mean. So it's not about the scriptures changing as far as what our cultural perspective is. It should be about how close, how how intent are we and figuring out what God was actually trying to tell us and when can we take our cultural glasses off? Mm. And I think that's what's happening with the with the issue of race too, right? Critical race sure. theory is really about trying to understand the differences between black Americans and white Americans, let's say. And critical race theory has become like this boogeyman for all sorts of things. Critical race theory basically argues that America and every country is systematically racist, right? It's institutionally racist that black people have gotten the raw end of the deal in policing, in education, in housing, and in all these factors in American life. The Southern Baptists have pushed back against that hard, saying it's no, it's all about personal responsibility. Because if you look at Southern Baptist theology, it's really a personal theology, right? How are you saved? Personal relationship with Jesus Christ, not communally, but personally. So you can kind of see how theology lays on top of politics and how those two things yeah. are not, they complement each other in a lot of ways. I see. Yeah. So, Ryan, uh, crystal balling it for us. I mean, are you saying the Southern Baptist Convention, despite the gigantic hits of Beth Moore and Russell, Russell Moore, they're going to stay the stay the course because this is who they've been and society will just be what society does. I think that, yeah, I think the Southern Baptists are, they're going to get smaller. I just don't see a world in which they are 16 million people ever again, to be completely honest with you. But I think, you know, the other threat that we haven't even talked about is where do Southern Baptists go when they leave, Yeah, where? which is non-denominational evangelical churches, which are theologically, by the way, very similar to the Southern Baptists. That's what I was going to say. Right. Exactly. What are you exchanging? You're exchanging one for what? It, they don't want the label and the baggage and the history and all the stuff that comes with saying you're a Southern Baptist, you know, with what people already have an idea in their minds of what that means. If you're non-denominational. You don't have any of that stuff. You're sort of a free agent or free floater in American religion. Although if you look politically, they're just as conservative. Theologically, they're just as conservative, but people are drawn to the new thing, right? The thing that's emerging on the horizon, not the thing my grandparents did 75 right. years ago, but what I'm going to do. So right. where will Beth Moore plant her tent? Do you have any idea? Uh, she's already signed a contract with a, another Christian publisher that's not uh, linked to the Southern Baptist. So she's definitely saying in the evangelical sphere, and I think she should. I mean, she still is very you know evangelical in her theology. Yeah. It's just on this one area, I think, is what where she's changed slightly over time. I think she's actually going to grow her audience. You know, I think it's interesting what what what's happened the last five years, especially with the Trumpification of the Republican Party and conservative politics, has really cleaved a lot of the Southern Baptists in maybe 80, 20, 80 percent went with Trump and 20 percent didn't. And guys like Russell Moore and Beth Moore, like we just talked about, are that remaining 20 percent. And now they have to try to bridge the divide between more liberal traditions and the Southern Baptist Convention. 
I don't really know how you walk between both worlds without making both worlds mad. Yeah, everybody's going to be mad. Everybody's exactly. going to be mad. Exactly. Yeah, but and and you know, this is my own personal perspective on this, Ryan. But that's why we can't be formed exclusively. We can't help but being formed by our culture. We can't be exclusively formed by our culture. So if we're Christians, we have to be formed by the Word of God. So our pursuit should be: What did God? actually say so as close as we can get translationally right as close as we can get to exactly what the original meaning was that's i think that's where you know our our health and future is i really do you know theology is hard it is hard (laughs) you know it's really hard it's really hard people say well you know the bible says that i believe it that settles it i I think it's a slightly more complicated than that right and understanding things like context and culture and race and gender all these things are so complicated but that's the beauty of being a christian we have to continue to evolve and think through everything that we believe constantly in light of what's going on in the world i'm into that ryan thanks an awful lot we always appreciate your insight and your passion for uh the topics you bring to the air always appreciate it Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Ryan Burge, Assistant Professor of Political Science at Eastern Illinois University, B-U-R-G-E. Look for him on Twitter, Ryan Burge. So I invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes. And this thing is just really impressive. And without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five and I'm sitting at the kitchen table and I look down at myself and I can't help but just laugh because there I am wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike and I'm eating two corn dogs. It's Ryan. I think we'd all agree the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you, Word FM listeners. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slugquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. It's Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. For a limited time, save up to $500 on top-rated mattress brands like Sealy and Sleepy's. 
plus get a free adjustable base with your $6.99 mattress purchase. Are you a teacher looking to grow your career? Waynesburg University offers a Master of Education with multiple areas of concentration, as well as certification in special education. Classes start every semester. Financial aid is available. Visit waynesburg.edu. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like First Baptist Christian School of Butler. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. We are very fortunate here in uh, Pittsburgh to have Carnegie Mellon University at our doorstep. And Carnegie Mellon University last week announced that they have been awarded a $150 million grant to expand research and staff for its advanced manufacturing program and build a new center focused on robotics innovation. The grant, which was announced last Thursday, comes from the Richard King Mellon Foundation, which has been investing in computer science and other areas at the university since the early 1960s. It is the largest grant in the foundation's 74-year history. And uh, wow. this is super cool. I mean, robots, it looks to be, of course, the wave of the future. Clearly. And Carnegie Mellon is on the cusp of that right here in the city of Pittsburgh. So, uh, Mama, uh, raise up your children to be robotic engineers. That's right. That's right. Skip being an astronaut. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting, isn't it? It is. Now, speaking of being an astronaut, um, so Elon Musk, you know, goes in and out of being in trouble, John. Uh, I think it was before you left, there was the story about the uh, person who was uh, arrested by state cops uh, driving on some interstate at the junction of Illinois and Wisconsin with his Tesla on auto drive while he was sleeping. I mean, didn't two people just die recently because of something like that as well? Well, I know that they had an accident based on like the auto propulsion. I'm not sure exactly what the, I don't somebody have Tesla, was in the back so. seat. Right? Yeah. Oh, yes. They, yeah, I think you're right. So people were in the back seat while the car was being driven by the auto. Right. Yeah. This guy was asleep and it was his third offense. Anyway, I mean, you, Elon Musk, a very interesting character, but I can't believe we are anywhere close to automation on a scale of driverless cars. Yes. Well, I mean, it's coming though, soon and very okay, soon. But what right? do we, let, me, let me ask you a question. I was thinking about this last night. What do we do? So, you know, my iPhone is old, right? We, I think you and I have the same iPhone. Yeah. So probably five years old, five or six years old. So it starts to not do things well, you know, doesn't connect really well to other people's Wi-Fi. doesn't, you know, it's just... What happens when your driverless car is old? Yeah. So what? So your driverless car is what? There are, I think 50%, over 50% of the cars on the road in America are more than 20 years old. So well, then do they put like software upgrades where you reach a certain level of unsafety, right? Um, then things shut down. You can't use it. Is there I like a kill I mean, switch on ba- the thing? Based on how much it's going to cost. You certainly don't want to get into a position where you're only going to use it for five years. No, right, right. Okay, so our Kent, our friend Kent McElhatton, who for years oversaw the National Safety Foundation, right? They're involved in the, this kind of conversation, and I'm sure it's part of this as well. It has to be part of this. Has to be. Right? The upgrades aren't available, so your car goes away. You just spent fifty grand for a car. What you get a five-year life expectancy or ten-year? I don't. I don't necessarily fully understand the dislike and criticism of Elon Musk. 
I mean, we need guys so like he, this. Yeah, we do. We need, yes, that's a good point. And he, he doesn't have to be our best friend or, you know, our, we, we don't have to have him over for Christmas dinner. I don't know. I mean, I appreciate the work that he's doing. It's changing the world, and I believe for the better. He is a crazy nut, though. Thanks for being with us. Podcast is up and running. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, johnandkathyshow.com. Have a great night. Say your prayers. We'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.